So why are we learning about the beautiful names of Allah? Because Allah states in the Quran, and to Allah belongs the best of names, so invoke him by them. And this is in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 180. And there's also the Hadith that mentions that the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven. So today, inshallah, we're going to look at five more names of Allah. And they are Al-Khalaq, Al-Bariq, Al-Musawwir, Al-Ghaffar, and Al-Qahar. So for Al-Khalaq and Al-Bariq and Al-Musawwir, Imam Al-Ghazali actually explains how these three names are interrelated in meaning and they, how they fit together in his book. So I'll read that from that later and I'll just briefly explain each name beforehand. So we've got Al-Khalaq or the Creator and this is, he is the one who brings everything or anything into existence that was once non-existent. And so the root of Al-Khalaq is actually Khalamka, K-H-L-Q, and this root word can have three meanings. It can be to measure accurately, to create something, or to bring something into existence. And so Allah actually reminds us in a few verses of the Quran that He truly is the Creator. For, exa for example, there's ذَلِكُمُ اللَّهُ رَبُّكُمْ خَالِقُ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ لَا إِلَّهَ إِلَّا هُوَ فَأَنَّا تُوْفَكُونَ And that is Allah, your Lord, the Creator of all things. There is no God worthy of worship except him. How can you then be deluded from the truth? This is in Surah Al-Ghafir, verse 62. And also there's another verse where Allah is responding to disbelievers where he says, أَمْ خُلِقُوا مِنْ غَيْرِ شَيْءٍ أَمْ هُمُ الْخَالِقُونَ Or were they created by nothing? Or are they their own creators? And so here Allah, we've got disbelievers who are like, oh, we don't believe in Allah, we don't believe in God. But how were they created? Were they created by nothing? Did they create themselves? No, because Allah is Al-Khaliq and He's the one who is the creator of everything. And so we move on to the second name, Al-Bari, the producer. The one who gives different characteristics to the things he's created. The root word for Al-Bari is Bara Hamza, B-R Hamza, and it can also have three meanings. It can be to create and form from nothing, it can be to evolve or to be free from fault or blemish. And so we've got this verse in the Quran, الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ فَقِنَا عَذَابًا نَارِ They are those who remember Allah while standing, sitting and lying on their sides and reflect on the creation of the heavens and the earth and pray, Our Lord, you have not created all of this without purpose. Glory be to you. Protect us from the torment of the fire. This is in Surah Al-Imran, verse 191. And then there's the other verse. He is the one who created seven heavens, one above the others. You will never see any imperfection in the creation of the most compassionate. So look again, do you see any flaws? And this is and then we can go on to the third name, Al Musawwir. Al Musawwir, the fashioner. He gives each and every one of his creations a special form and in a special manner. The root for Al Musawwir is Sad Wa Ra F W R. 
And it can also have three meanings. It can mean to make something bend, to form or sculpt or fashion something, or to have a desire towards something. And so there's this verse in the Quran, إِنَّمَا أَمَرُّهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ All it takes when he wills something to be is simply to say to it, be, and it is. And this is in Surah Yasin, verse 82. And then subhanAllah, we have this verse of how how mankind is formed from a sperm, and it is, ثُمَّ خَلَقْنَ النُطْفَةَ عَلَقَةً فَخَلَقْنَ الْعَلَقَةً then we develop the drop into a clinging clot of blood, then develop the clot into a lump of flesh, then develop the lump into bone, then clot the bones with flesh, then we brought it into being as a new creation. So blessed is Allah, the best of creators. And this is in Surah Al-Mu'minun, verse 14. So now I'm going to read um, from Imam Al-Ghazali's book about what he says about Al-Khaliq, Al-Bahr, and Al-Musawwir. <clears throat> it might be thought that these names are synonymous, and that they all refer to creating and inventing, but it does not need to be that way. Rather, everything which comes forth from nothing to existence needs first of all to be planned, secondly to be originated according to the plan, and thirdly to be formed after being originated. God, may he be praised and exalted, is creator, khaliq, inasmuch as he is the planner, muqaddir, producer, bar, inasmuch as he initiates existence, and fashioner, musawwir, inasmuch as he arranges the forms of the things invented in the finest way. And then Imam al-Ghazali actually gives us an example. This can be likened to building, for example, which requires an appraiser to estimate what he will need by way of wood, bricks, and land area, as well as the number of buildings with their length and their breadth. This latter is the responsibility of an architect who will sketch and design them. Then it requires a builder responsible for the work which begins with the foundations of the building. Then it needs a decorator to chisel its exterior and to enhance its appearance, and someone other than the builder assumes this responsibility. This is what is customary in planning, building, and designing, but it is not like that in the actions of God, great and glorious, for he himself is planner and originator and decorator, since he is the creator, al-khaliq, the producer, al-bari, and the fashioner, al-musawwir. And so this is what he has for the first three names that we've just gone through. And now we're going to go on to the fourth name, Al-Ghaffar. The all-forgiving, the one who sees our faults and yet always forgives. Al-Ghaffar comes from the root Ghayn Fa'ra, G-F-R. And it can mean to cover or conceal, to forgive and to cover a thing for protection. And even we have the word Astaghfirullah, which comes from the same root, which means I seek forgiveness from Allah. And we also have the verse, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا Saying, seek your Lord's forgiveness, for he is truly most forgiving. And actually this verse is followed by a few other verses where it shows how when we seek forgiveness from Allah, because he is so forgiving, he actually increases us in blessings with water, with rain, 
with children with wealth and all those sort of things. It's a really nice surah. It's Surah Noor, and it's from verse 10 to 12 if you'd like to actually look at the, it up in your own time. And so now I'm going to read what um, Imam al-Ghazali, he wrote so beautifully about this name that I'm going to read from it now. Al-Ghaffar, he who is full of forgiveness, is the one who makes manifest what is beautiful and conceals what is ugly. Sins are among the ugly things which he conceals by letting a cover fall over them in this world and refraining from requiting them in the next. So forgiving is concealing. The first concealing concerning man is that he made the ugly parts of his body, which the eyes find disgusting, to be enclosed inside it, covered over by the beauty of its exterior. How great a difference between the exterior of a person and his interior parts, in cleanness and uncleanness, in ugliness and beauty. Consider what it is that he makes manifest and what he conceals. So here he's mentioning how like our organs are sort of like ugly and so our skin and our beauty is what covers it and conceals it. The second concealing consists in his having made the inmost part of man's heart, the abode of his blameworthy thoughts and his ugly, ugly intentions so that no one can discover his secrets. For if people were to discover what occurs to one's mind in the course of his wicked thoughts, what deception and betrayal or what evil thoughts concerning people be hidden in his conscience, they would detest him. Indeed, they would take steps to take his life and destroy him. Consider how one's secrets and weak thoughts are hidden from others. So here again, Imam al-Ghazali is saying that we actually don't know what's in everyone's hearts, you know, because it's, it's concealed, it's covered. And there's so much ugliness in people's hearts. So subhanAllah. And the third concealing consists in his forgiving him the sins by which he deserves to be disgraced before all creatures. Indeed, he has promised to change one's evil deeds into good deeds, to cover one's disgusting sins with the merit of his good deeds, if one dies a believer. And as the Prophet said, may God's blessing and peace be upon him. Who ha whoever has concealed the weak thoughts of one of the faithful, God, great and glorious, conceals his weak spots on the day of resurrection. So the slanderer, the prying person, and the one who repays evil with evil are cut off from this attribute. So here the Prophet ﷺ is reminding us that when we conceal someone's weakness, when we conceal someone's sins, Allah will conceal them on the day of judgment, inshallah. And so the, the slanderer, the one who gossips about other people's sins, the one that's prying, who's always like, ooh, eavesdropping and looking at what other people are doing, and the one who fights evil with evil rather than fights evil with kindness are cut off from this attribute. So their their sins won't be forgiven on the day of judgment. And so every, key, every creature is bound to have perfection and imperfection or ugliness and beauty. So whoever overlooks the ugly and mentions the beautiful is one who shares in this attribute. So it is told of Isa, Jesus, may God's blessings be upon him that he and his disciples passed by a dead dog whose stench was so overpowering and they said, how this carcass stinks. Yet Isa, may peace be upon him, said, what beautiful white teeth he has. So admonishing that what should be mentioned about everything is what is best in it. So again here, this is a beautiful example of how we might see something that's ugly or just not pleasing to the eyes. And rather than pointing it out, 
try and look for the try and change it and look at it from the positive angle so for example the dead dog it stinks but rather Isa looked at it and said what beautiful teeth it has and so this is the name the fourth name Al-Ghaffar and now we're moving on to the last name for today which is Al-Qahar the dominator the one who dominates everything Al-Qahar comes from the root Qahara K-H-R which can mean to overpower, to subdue, and to compel against someone's wishes. And so we have the verse, يَوْمَهُمْ بَارِزٌ لَا يَخْفَى عَلَى اللَّهِ مِنْهُمْ شَيْءٍ لِمَنْ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمَ لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَارِ The day all will appear before Allah. Nothing about them will be hidden from Him. He will ask, who does all authority belong to this day? To Allah, the One, the Supreme. And this is in Surah Ghafir, verse 16. And now I'm going to read again from Imam Al-Ghazali's book about Al-Qahar, the Dominator. The Dominator is the One who breaks the backs of the powerful among his enemies and subdues them by killing and humiliation. Indeed, there is no existing thing that is not subject to the domination of his power and powerless in his grasp. That is all. The dominator among men is one who subdues his enemies. The greatest enemy of man is his soul, which is within him. This soul is more of an enemy to him than Satan, of whose enmity he is wary. Whoever conquers the passions of his soul conquers Satan, since Satan lures him to ruin by means of his passion. Whoever dies to his passion in his life will live in his death. Think not of those who are slain in the way of God as dead. Nay, they are living. With their Lord they have provision. Jubilant are they. And that's Al-Qahar, Imam Al-Ghazali mentioned. And so, actually, we learned Al-Khaliq Al-Bari in Musawwar. And I actually read a verse yesterday from Al-Hashr, which was verse 23. And this is the follow-up of it, which is, he is Allah, the creator, the inventor, the shaper. He alone has the most beautiful name. Whatever is in the heavens and the earth constantly glorifies him. And he is the almighty, all wise. And so that is our five names for today. Al-Qahar, Al-Ghaffar, Al-Khaliq. Al-Bari wal Musawwar, and now I'm going to end it with a dua. Ya Allah, O oh Allah, we ask you, using your beautiful names, to accept the following dua from us. Bismillah. Ya Khaliq, O oh the creator of everything, please allow us to be mindful and to be thankful for all the things you have created, from the mountains to the seas. Ya Bari, you are the producer of all things. So help us to reflect and admire the beauty of your creations and to always give thanks to you for blessing us with eyes to see the beauty in everything. Ya Musawwir, you are the fashioner. You created each one of us with our own unique attributes. So allow us to always be thankful and grateful for the blessings you've bestowed upon us. Ya Ghaffar, you are the all-forgiving. So with every fast we fast this Ramadan, with every page we read from the Quran, with every dua we ask of you, please forgive us and conceal our sins. Ya Qahar, you are the one who is supreme. Allow us to surrender our hearts to you alone and let us be kind to the weak, the oppressed, and please do not let us be of the oppressors. And on this blessed Friday, the first Friday of Ramadan, Ya Khaliq, Ya Bariq, 
Ya Mufawwir, Ya Ghaffar, Ya Qahar, we ask that you accept our fast and that you make us from the righteous and guided. Allahumma Ameen, Alhamdulillah, Assalamu Alaikum, and may Allah accept your fast, whoever is still hasn't spoken it.